This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Life Beats podcast. Life Beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. Assalamu alaikum, hello Allah, and welcome to Life Beats with me, Sally Musa. As the autumn art season gets underway, we are here to explore Sharjah Art Museum with its curator, Halia Al Mullah, a stunning art oasis in the middle of the city. It's a place where you can explore some of the best art collections in the Middle East, including Brazil Art Foundations, as well as the annual Lasting Impressions exhibitions. We have so much to talk about with Alia. She's going to take us through it all next here on Life Beats on Pulse 95. The heart of Shaja. This is Pulse 95. Life Beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. Sharjah Art Museum is a place for both art lovers and those who are looking to discover something new by exploring collections from Arab masters as well as emerging artists. Must-see exhibitions right now include Barjil Art Foundation's A Century Influx and the annual Lasting Impressions, which every year puts a spotlight on a master of Arab art. This year, it's Egyptian painter and sculptor Adam Hanan to take us through all of this and so much more. I'm so excited to welcome to the Life Beats studio for the first time the curator of the Sharjah Art Museum, Alia Al Mullah. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you very much. Good morning. So great to have you. Now, uh, you know, I, I visited uh, Sharjah Art Museum last week and uh, it is an incredible place to discover some of the most phenomenal art really not just in Sharjah not just in the UAE but in the Middle East I was astonished uh, um, I, I just mentioned the Burjil Art Foundation's uh, Century Influx that was actually in its last days uh, and now they're hanging up a, a, a new exhibition there but you know Alia this is incredible Sharjah Art Museum is really something else. You go through these little narrow roads and, and alleyways, and then all of a sudden, in the middle of the city, you have this oasis. Tell us a bit more about Sharjah Art Museum. Sure. Um, we're doing a lot at the Sharjah Art Museum. I'm glad you, you had a chance to visit and see what we have currently on display. Um, throughout the year, we have about five to six temporary exhibitions every year in, in, in addition to the permanent collection that is already there throughout. Um, so like you said, uh, we have the Lasting Impression series going on right now. This is the 10th year for it. And we're having the exhibition for the Egyptian artist, Adam Hanin. Yeah. And this is something that happens every year. You pick a master, yes. you know, in, in uh, Arab art. And uh, it's it's a retrospective, uh, you know, of their work, a collection that really showcases uh, the amazing things that they've been doing. Yes, that's true. Uh, so the exhibition or the first session was 10 years ago. It was kind of a, an experimental or let's say, I mean, we were trying it out to see how it is, what we can do with it, how it can progress further. Who was the first artist? The first artist was the Syrian artist Ismail Rafai. He's still based in Sharjah and he's working here. And then the following year we had it for Najat Maki. It was quite successful and a very uh, on a very grand scale. Uh, one of the first retrospectives for her on, on, on such a big scale at the museum. She's incredible. Yes, she is. If you do not know the work of uh, Doctora Najat Maki, 
Ah, I mean, you know, she is, she combines, you know, incredible um, contemporary uh, elements and but she's very much about heritage at the same time yes as well true. her work is phenomenal and amazing yes and then we had the, the year after that was for Abdul Qadir Rais yes I mean another he, he, he needs no introduction <laughs> at all I mean he, his exhibition was very grand and very amazing I mean even till this day when whenever I meet them both we always I mean we talk about the exhibition or we go back to how the how we did it you know at the time you say when you meet them with them even when i interviewed abdul qadir rais uh, at the end of last year he he pulled out the catalog from that oh, wow. exhibition he was it's one of the exhibitions he is most proud of and mm. uh, you know the, the, on a scale that you know was unseen before that it's just unbelievable it's fantastic to see the works of of masters like that you know in in one place where you really get a feel um, for you know the development, how they developed their work, how it progressed, how it changed and evolved as well. Yeah, I mean that's one of the ideas behind the exhibition. Uh, another main um, theme, or let's say the the reason why we started doing this exhibition was to select uh, Arab artists, pioneers, or people who've had a lasting impression on the art movement or the arts in general. Mm. So the idea behind it is not really to select. Uh, a local artist or somebody from the Gulf. It could be anyone from the Arab world who've, who've had that uh, impact on arts in general. Like, for example, this year we have the Egyptian artist Adam Hanin. Why Adam Hanin? Um, I, will, I can go through the selection process in general for the last 10 years. Um, like I said, I mean, we want to emphasize and, and bring out these artists who've really not uh, had proper full retrospectives or big exhibitions at museums yeah. or, or or had their dues in, in let's say so Adam Hanin kind of happened I mean this year actually was a collaboration with the Sharjah Art Foundation it was the first time we were working with them on this series um, so the selection was kind of a joint mutual thing and they decided upon the artist and then yeah. it was curated by Noura Al-Mu'alla from their side yes Noura has been on the show as well just uh, I- incredible work from her yes curating this exhibition so incredibly beautiful I um, you know when you actually uh, go into the Sharjah Art Museum the f- one of the first things that you'll see on the first floor is Adam Hanin's uh, sculpture for Um Kulthum yes and it, it's it's crazy because I knew it was Um Kulthum and yet you, this is the thing about Adam Hanin. He works, uh, you know, to sculpt uh, metal and wood and, and all of these other kind of mm-hmm. uh, materials, but super minimalist and yet with so much power, mm-hmm. so much feeling, so much emotion, you're really blown away. I mean, that's one of the characteristics of his work. It's, a, it's very minimal and he uses very uh, simple, bold lines, um, to emphasize on certain aspects but then at the same time he always goes back to his uh, heritage his identity being an Egyptian and inspired by uh, ancient Egyptian art uh, the hieroglyphs the the pharaonic uh, shapes uh, that's always evident in in most of his sculptures and I'm sure you must have seen that as well yes and then a lot of the things that we have on display there are very ordinary everyday things like birds or uh, animals but the way they're done it's it's so simple that it really brings out uh, the aesthetics a lot more do you know what the the amazing thing is so i studied art history at school um and you of course we study the modern masters right of Mm -hmm. the 20th century we never ever hear 
about these incredible artists from the Arab world who were doing groundbreaking work throughout mm. the 20th century, the 21st century. This is not something that, that you see in school. You know, when I talk about in school, I'm talking about in, in Sydney, in Australia. But these are, you know, I- I- incredible artists who are uh, on uh, the world scale. You know, this is something to be seen and to be savored and really understood. That's very true. I mean, that's one of the things that we are really trying to do f- at the museum. And it's, it's uh, I'm sure, it, I mean, it's quite evident from the Barjil Art Foundation as well. Um, like you said, the art history, what was taught, even the, the art history I learned was Western art history. Yes. That's what we're used to. And we always compare art to the, ma- the great masters or the people from Europe or from the West. But at, um, we shouldn't forget that at the same time, Arab artists were also practicing the same kind of art. They also existed. It's, I mean, what we see of Arab art now, it's not something that just happened or was created in isolation. Yes. Uh, I mean, it was all quite well together. And a lot of these artists that you must have seen on display, they... They studied in Europe, in Rome, in Paris, in Munich, in all these European cities, and they were mingling with the European artists as well. Some of them were students, some of them were colleagues. And then a lot of these Arab artists came back to their respective countries and started practicing uh, what they had learned and then incorporating their their own identity, their own styles to it. Creating something completely unique, which is unbelievable. I'm so glad you mentioned Barjil Art Foundation. Mm. We need to come back in just a moment, talk about that, because that... That was mind-blowing. That's coming up next here on Life Beats. The heart of Sharjah. Life Beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. Oh, this place is an art lover's dream. I tell you what, even if you're not an art lover, you need to come here. You need to visit the Sharjah Art Museum because you will discover something that you've never seen before, that you have never been exposed to before. It is an incredible experience being there. And we are so pleased today to have with us Alia Al-Mullah, the curator of the Sharjah Art Museum, uh, to talk uh, about everything that is happening there. And I'll tell you what, there's a lot. You need to, to allocate a day, at least, at least, I would say, to kind of visit everything that's going on there, Alia. Yeah, I think it, more than a day. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think more than a day. I mean, especially if if you plan to take a tour with one of our guides. Oh, do it. Yeah, uh, I mean, if you do that, um, they would explain things to you, or not just explain, but when they go through the exhibition, there are so many stories behind the works, behind the artists, or what led them to to create this piece of art. I mean, it's quite. Uh, engaging and interesting for the people i mean you don't really have to be an artist or an or an art professional enthusiast to really get these things right it could be just anyone because people think oh i'm intimidated by this i don't really understand it i'm not intellectual enough or this is too intellectual for me or whatever it is no actually no art is all about uh, what connects us all to one another and it's about expressing ideas that we all actually have within us in completely new and interesting and innovative ways and and you know going into the world of somebody else as well like Adam Hanin as well and you know exploring that and finding those commonalities you know that we connect with I'm so glad just before the break you mentioned uh, Barjil Art Foundation uh, the Chandra Art Museum actually houses a, a gallery that is dedicated to the Barjil Art Foundation collection yes. which uh, belongs to Sultan Saud al-Qasimi who we have to give a big shout out to. (laughs) And we do often on this show because 
Um, this is incredible. The Barjil Art Foundation collection is mind-blowing. Uh, I went in there last week because I knew that the uh, Century Influx exhibition was in the last couple of days. It's being rehung at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, in the process, actually. In the process. Yes. It's going to be opened again on the 2nd of November. The 3rd of November. 3rd of November. On Sunday, yes. 3rd of November, Sunday, the 3rd of November. So next Sunday, yes. a week from now, mark your diaries. You need to go. You need to be there and see what is, uh, what is new. Because when I went in there, Alia... I was completely uh, astonished by what mm-hmm. I had seen, you know, because uh, that collection houses, um, you know, art from all over the Arab world, whether it's North Africa, Iraq, Syria, Palestine, you name it. Uh, you know, there are artists that are featured in there from the 20th century. Dynamic work, exceptional, beautiful, moving work, powerful work. I just... You really just needed a day just for that gallery. I think, yeah, more, like I said, more than a day. Yeah. I, I work at the museum and I pass by <laughs> the galleries every day and I see, discover something new. So, I mean, th- there's so much to see and take in, f- especially from that exhibition. Um, I would really encourage people to come again and again, even if you have seen the, the previous uh, display. Uh, once the new uh, display is open next yes. week. You, you really do have to come because, I mean, what will be on is completely different to what you saw before. Uh, a lot of the works are being taken away for, they have another exhibition coming up in the US. So yes. half of the works are traveling. So they're being replaced by many new works. And then the existing works as well, everything is just re- kind of rotating and changing rooms and galleries. So the display is it's, it's, it's actually like a completely different new exhibition. It is totally yeah. incredible because when you're there and you see these works, um, you know, they are so powerful. You stand there and, and suddenly you can feel the history and the, the culture and the art and the power of all of, these, all of these artists, all of these people who have so much to say about their times, about, you know, what was going on at the time. But it speaks to us even in this day and age. Yes, that's very true. I mean, uh, obviously the credit goes to Sultan Saud al-Qasimi for having that eye and being able to collect all these works uh, and then having them on display at the museum, the way the exhibition is done by their side, by the curators from, from the Barjil Art Foundation. So we have to give a big shout out to Sahela. Yes. Sahela Takish, <laughs> uh, amazing, incredible work. She's at the museum actually right yes, now. She's, she's, she's very working busy. On, she's working on the rehab. Yes, the curator, so, she's uh, putting it all up for the new exhibition at the moment. Yes, so the exhibition, I mean, uh, like I said, the... Um, Arab art is something that wasn't really or still isn't really discussed or taught formally in schools, in universities. I mean, right now, yes, in the last few years, it's it's really coming up and people are taking notice. We've actually had the visits from universities and college students who come in. They have a proper session in the galleries and then they go back. They have assignments. They do things. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, a lot of the Westerners who come to the museum, they haven't... Uh, had a chance to be able to see such a collection ever. A lot of them are uh, kind of blown away that such art even exists. Exactly. They, they, had, they had no clue. So, I mean, while we're explaining things to them, we're doing the tour, they, I mean, they're shocked. It really yeah. is astonishing. Yes. It, it is incredible to see 
uh, not just the caliber of the work, mm. but um, also the volume of the work that was going on. You know, uh, you, I feel like um, Arab art was discounted in, in the 20th century. It wasn't talked about, like you said, Alia. Yes. It wasn't uh, explored. It wasn't celebrated. And this is our mm-hmm. chance. This is why I, I just feel like Sharjah Art Museum is doing incredible things. And the, the amazing thing about it is it's all free. You can go in there. Yes. And experience all of that whenever you want and experience it all for free. Stay as long as you want. Take the tours. There are tours, right? Yeah, even the tours are free of charge. You just need to maybe call in advance or or, or check if one of the guides are free. Other than that, we do have tours as well for schools, uh, for families on weekends. We have these weekend family workshops. Um, for these, yes, you, de- you do need to book in advance just in case. Mm. Uh, but yeah, we do have tours and everything is free. Even the workshops are free. Uh, we have education programs for each exhibition. So apart from Barjil, if there is any other exhibition you're interested in, you can just check the education program for it. And I'm sure you might find something interesting for you or your family or your friends. And then you can just call in and join us whenever. It's just, uh, it's an incredible b- world, really, of beauty, art and creativity. Um, but also uh, something that you were doing last weekend as well, you have workshops for kids who can come in and you have that periodically as well. Yes. So we have the education department at the Museums Authority. Mm. They plan and they do the education programs for all the 16 museums that are under the authority. Uh, so, for example, I can speak for for the art museum because I'm based there. Uh, whenever we have our schedule ready, we uh, we meet with them regularly, and I update them on the exhibitions that I have, things that I want them to focus on. For example, we had the Barjil collection and the Adam Hanin show, so I wanted them to do something very uh, customized and specific for these exhibitions. So they plan it out. The, uh, we go through it together. We might brainstorm and get more ideas, and then once it's all done, then. The brochures are printed and they, they contact their database for it. Mm. Uh, so the programs are catered to different audiences. So we have uh, programs for school kids, for universities, for colleges, for families, people with special needs, uh, for teenagers. I mean, all uh, categories or all people from the society or everyone is included. Uh, so you just need to check those programs and find something that suits you. Absolutely brilliant. Amazing. Um, I'm just uh, remembering back uh, one of the, because uh, as we were saying, the Lasting Impressions exhibition, that's been running for 10 years. Yes. So every year you have a, a, a different artist that you feature. Last year, it was in fact uh, Ismail Shamut and uh, Tamam Al-Akhal uh, as well, yes. uh, who was his wife and yes. also uh, his partner uh, in creativity as well. Two of my favorite artists of all time. That's really good. Just amazing. Palestinian artists, if you do not know their work, you must explore their work as well. And uh, I noticed the Ismail Shamuta painting at the very end of the Barjil collection that was on, the exhibition that was on. um, And and just uh, that blows me away Mm -hmm. every single time. There is always something different, something new to explore yes there is and then that's what we try to do for the lasting impression series even the the music uh, the exhibitions in general we try to bring in new experiences for the audiences uh, give them access to art uh, and give them that exposure that uh, uh, they wouldn't usually be able to have maybe elsewhere uh, and the good thing about the museum is that it's not really um focused on a certain time period or yes. a certain style of art. It's a bit of everything. So mm. we've had exhibitions, let's say, 
very modern contemporary art, conceptual art uh, to 18th, 19th century uh, British Orientalist paintings. Uh, we've had art from China, from India, from Pakistan, from, from Germany, from all over. So, I mean, it's not really, if you come to the museum, you'll only see this this type of art from this era. It's it's everything. And we're going to talk a little bit more uh, about uh, the Emirates Fine Art F- Foundation as well, because this is uh, part of the Sharjah Art Museum now. Uh, there are so many different aspects. Uh, there's a lot more to cover as well, because uh, Sharjah is the World Book Capital this year. Uh, I'm going to get you to talk to us a little bit about one of the exhibitions sure. that you had previously okay. related to one of the greatest writers of all time. That's next here mm-hmm. on Life Beats on Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95. It's a Shaja story. Live Beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse 95. Talking all things art with Ali Al Mullah, who is the curator of Sharjah Art Museum. An incredible diversity of uh, of galleries, of exhibitions that you have going on there, Alia. Talk to us about some of your favorite exhibitions because you've been working with Sharjah Art Museum for many years now. Um, you're so young. I just like it. it, it I, that's hard to believe. But you've been working with Sharjah Art Museum for, for a while now. Talk to us about some of your favorite exhibitions. Yeah, I've been there for quite a while now. I can I can tell you briefly about some of my favorite exhibitions. One of them was actually last year. Uh, it was an exhibition for the Saudi artist uh, Abdel Nasser Gharim. Mm. And it was a joint show between with him and an Austrian artist, Haimo Zobernik. So it That's w- really interesting. Yes. Um, Why was that a joint exhibition between these two? It was actually a selection done by the guest curator. So we had two guest curators for this exhibition, uh, Brigitte Schink from Germany and Amira Jad from the Serpentine Gallery in the UK. Uh, so the selection was done. It was actually like, uh, I can say, two solo exhibitions for e- for both of them, but then done under a joint uh, or an umbrella of uh, the title, which was called uh, Subversive Forms of Social Sculpture. Yes. Um, I personally really enjoyed working on this exhibition and especially uh, working so closely with both artists. Uh, even the results, I mean, the, once the display was done, the exhibition itself, the reactions we got from people, uh, for me, that was something quite uh, fulfilling, satisfying. Uh, I mean, especially when you put in so much work into an exhibition, usually we take about two years, a year and a half to prepare and, and work on an exhibition. So at the end, when you see the results, it, it, I mean, it, it's worth it. The, the effort that goes into yes. it is incredible. But this is the thing people are not expecting to see a Saudi and an Austrian artist in the same exhibition. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, the, the way the combination was done, even the works, by the way, the the diversity of the works or, or the nature of the works was very different and very distinct. So on one hand, you had Abdel Nasser Gharim with his installations and very... Uh, Huge uh, works. The, the I mean, his, his style, the ones, the works that he does with the with the tiny rubber stamps. If yes. you're familiar, and uh, some of his installations and videos that were on display. And then other, on the other hand, in the other wing, we had uh, from Haimo very minimalistic works. Uh, there was just one single work in each gallery. At s- in some of the rooms, it was just maybe let's say a chair. That's it, <laughs> or or like the. The PowerPoint, the presentation, the the white screen that mm-hmm. you have with a yeah. bunch of chairs laid out in front, 
uh, in one room there would be just one small painting it was very minimal and um, the ideas behind both were quite different so uh, Abdel Nasser is quite complex and then there's a lot of uh, uh, thought process and many layers to his work uh, Haimo was more uh, not straightforward but he was kind of questioning what is art what's mm. the notion of art what can be considered art two completely completely different styles uh, different artists and different approaches but we try to bring in these two experiences for the people for them to be able to understand or perceive art yeah. in their own way. Phenomenal, amazing. Uh, and another one that stands out for me, um, uh, and, and particularly as this year we are celebrating Sharjah as the World Book Capital, um, is an exhibition of artworks from one of the greatest writers of all time, Khalid Gibran. Yes, I mean, that again, that is one of my personal favorite exhibitions. Uh, so we had his exhibition in 2015. Uh, the idea behind it was uh, to show him as an artist because many many people, most people are familiar with him being the poet or the writer. That's yeah. what they know him as. But to be presented as an artist was something very new. Even uh, a lot of our audiences or, or visitors, once they came to the museum, they were quite surprised or they had no idea that he, he was a painter, established painter as well. Mm. Uh, we had a lot of his works, uh, older works, uh, works in oil, things that he had done before he was a writer. Uh, so everything was displayed. I mean, we had a selection or a list of works given to us by uh, the Khalid Gibran Museum in Beirut, in, in Lebanon. So we got the list and then uh, at the museum, I curated the, the works and the display that kind of fitted the galleries or, or how I had wanted it to be for mm. the people to see. Because uh, a lot of us think about that drawing that he did for the cover of The Prophet. Yes. Um, and, and that's, we don't see much else from his art apart from that. But actually, you know, mm. he was an artist as well. Yes, he was, uh, he's a formally trained artist. And then, yeah, a lot of, uh, many of us are familiar with the, with the cover of the book. And then uh, that the style is quite different from the other, the works on oil that you would have seen at the exhibition uh, for the exhibition itself, we had uh, some of his manuscripts were on display as well. Uh, some of his uh, writing, some of his sketches, drawings, the earlier sketches that he had done um, before he became an artist. Yeah. So it was all kind of presented chronologically for the visitor to be able to understand and, and kind of make out how he became an artist or what led or wh what's the progression of him being an artist. And of course, uh, apart from, uh, you know, all of these uh, exhibitions, the temporary exhibitions, you've got the permanent exhibitions yes. at Sharjah Art Museum, which we need to mention as well. Yes. So we have the permanent exhibition, which is uh, directly across the Barjil Art Foundation wing. Mm. So it kind of complements it as well. Uh, so what we have on display is modern contemporary Arab art. And a lot of the artists that are displayed in the Barjil wing are also repeated or you might find works by them in the museum's permanent wing as well. So it, I mean, that first floor kind of works really well in terms of, of uh, exhibition. I mean, if you switch between the two wings or walk in from one to the next, um, it gives you a, a wholesome feel of, of Arab art or let's say, I mean, what was happening at the time. Uh, the way we have displayed the works is a bit different from the Barjil side. Uh, so we've grouped the works into seven different themes. Uh, it's just a way for the visitors to understand or maybe kind of simplify it for them 
so they understand or they know what's happening or how the works are progressing or developing uh, because i mean if you if you put everything together without giving them any context uh, it sometimes becomes a bit overwhelming right. or, or maybe they might not be able to really perceive or or, or, or understand what is it does it, being it is shown a, an, an amazing uh, experience that does need to be broken down so yes. i'm glad you've made it into themes what are the themes that you've broken it down into so uh, some of the themes i mean the f- it starts off with the pioneers mm-hmm. and these are the the first generation of arab artists who had gone to the art schools in europe to formally educate themselves in arts and the, the traditional classical ways and the techniques and then they came back uh, to their own countries and started practicing art in their own way and incorporating their own styles and identity to it so then it kind of progressed to the next theme which is uh, modernities uh, and then you go on and then you have uh, things like uh, the resistance and it's a small section but here we display some of the works by artists who who are going I mean the countries are going through some kind of political or social conflict uh, so that's displayed there and then we have al um, hurufiya which is kind of derived from Arabic calligraphy but it's not really the classical traditional calligraphy that we're used to. I mean, they're just taking the, the Arabic letters and uh, forming it into new types of abstract art. Yeah, Con- contemporary ways of yes. using Arabic script and Arabic language. Um, that is really so beautiful. That That is mm. an art and a history in and of yeah, itself. Yeah, by itself. Yes. So we've kind of broken down the works into these themes. I mean, this is not, let's say, like a formal method or or the way it should be. It's just something that the museum decided to do. Mm. Uh, it could be done differently. I mean, every museum has its own way of doing things. So this is what we had done. Uh, and hopefully people are, I mean, especially for newcomers or people who are not really familiar with Arab art, for them, it's kind of a, a beginner's, uh, let's say, a beginner's refresher course yeah. just to walk through and see these works. It's so incredible. It really is amazing. And uh, not only will you be seeing the masters there and, and taking a walk through the history of art here in the Arab world, but also something that Sharjah Art Museum does is support emerging artists as well through, I have to correct myself, the Emirates Fine Arts Society, everybody. We're going to be talking about that next. This is Pulse 95. Pulse 95. The Shasha story. Live beats with Sally Musa only on Pulse ninety five. Oh wow! It really is uh, an incredible exploration of art, history, and culture at Sharjah Art Museum, uh, with some phenomenal exhibitions and collections. And we're so glad that Ailia Al Mullah, the curator, is here with us today. But uh, another aspect uh, to look at when it comes to Sharjah Art Museum, Alia, is the Emirates Fine Art Society. Tell us a bit more about that. Uh, so Emirates Fine Art Society was uh, established around 1981 mm. uh, through the generous support of His Highness, the ruler of Sharjah. So at the time when it was first established, even now it was kind of a, a meeting point for all artists, uh, the pioneers. I mean, a lot of the artists that uh, who, who we consider now the pioneers of art in the UAE, they all started off from the Fine Art Society back in the early 80s. Uh, so from then onward, it has branched out and they, they have a diverse program. They do many things, talks, exhibitions, uh, art classes. Um, I mean, I, I, can, I cannot really speak so much on their behalf, but I can tell you just a general overview of what they do. 
then what happens is every year, I mean, since the time of its inception until now, we do host the annual exhibition from the Emirates Fine Arts Society. Uh, so this year was the 36th edition of that exhibition. Uh, so it's organized by the Fine Arts Society. They do the selection, they curate it, they do everything. We give them spaces at the museum to host the exhibition and we provide with uh, some technical expertise or things that might be we could assist them with. Uh, so the idea behind this show is to highlight the works of the members of the society and uh, uh, what they do is every year they select a curator from their own committee or from the members and the curator decides on a theme and the curator would do the selection process and that's how the exhibition comes to be. Uh, this year was slightly different because there was no curator, but they did internally the whole selection. So uh, what was interesting this year was it was a mix between uh, some of the pioneers and established artists okay. and along with emerging artists as well. Fantastic. Yes. And uh, so they have members from all over uh, different nationalities, not just uh, UAE locals or, or, or people from the Gulf. Mm. It's a bit of everything. Uh, so it's always interesting. I mean, everyone really looks forward to this exhibition every year because it's kind of an experiment and a new uh, experience every time. And so in yes. terms of, you know, the, the experience for emerging artists to be part of this, you know, what does that mean for emerging artists? It, it, it means a lot. I mean, for them to be able to have an exhibition at a museum at that level uh, i mean it's it's very encouraging for them and it really gives them a boost to be to have this platform uh, and and put their work up here and have that exposure uh, it, it's it's not uh, common or not really i mean it doesn't really happen easily yeah. but it is a big deal for for them to be able to display in a museum because this can be one of the biggest hurdles to get it out there yes. uh, and for people to see it on such a platform as well Yes. So, I mean, Emirates Fine Art Society is doing a great job in that and encouraging these emerging artists. Uh, last year edition was interesting as well because what they did was um, they they got in a, uh, graduating students from colleges and universities and they paired them up with a mentor uh, who was already an established artist or one of the pioneers. Yeah. Uh, in the art world. That's incredible. So, yes. So they worked with them and they produced a work with them and by themselves separately so that experience or that experiment was interesting as well and again it gave them um, kind of uh, an outlet or an option to explore art in a different way mm. even for us it was something new or something different that we could we were proud to host at the museum amazing so with them yeah always it's it's a different experience it's actually it's not quite in the same building but it's connected to the emirates art fine art society not really i mean uh, it's it's part of the museum i mean more than 10 years ago there used to be two different museums but, right but now they're merged and and built as one okay. the Sharjah art museum so in the main art museum we have two floors each mm. floor has two wings uh, the ground floor is used for the temporary exhibitions where you might have seen the Adam Hadin exhibition right now. On the first floor, we have one section dedicated for the Barjil Art Foundation and the other wing is for the museum's permanent collection. And then right next to it, there is a small bridge. If you just walk across, yes. then you get to the other section of the museum. Uh, it is about four floors 
uh, that's where is uh, you would see the Emirates Fine Art Society exhibition. Make sure you get out there and you see it. Um, the Shadda Art Museum, uh, y- you get there um, and it's kind of like it's in the same area as the Shadda Art Foundation yes. as well. Um, but make sure you get to that particular part of town because you'll see incredible things that you might have never expected to see. It is just absolutely unbelievable. How do people get there? Um, what do people need to do? What do people need to think about You know, when uh, they're getting to the Sharjah Art Museum, Alia? Uh, to get to the museum, I mean, we have a few signs leading up to the museum once mm. you're close in that area. Uh, and then even on Google Maps, if you just type Sharjah Art Museum, it, it will take you directly to the museum itself. Um, Things to keep in mind, we do have parking for visitors. It's located behind the museum. So if you, if once you're at the museum, you just turn right and then right again, you could see the sign for the visitors parking. Uh, the entrance is free, as we said earlier. Um, and then, I mean, just have good walking shoes. I mean, you, you yes. have a lot of walking to do. Definitely have good walking shoes, exactly, because you, you'll be there all day. Take the family, take your friends, make it a day out to experience uh, everything that's going on at the incredible Sharjah Art Museum as well. Um, but it's just, it's amazing. Uh, Adam, the Adam Hennen exhibition, if everybody wants uh, to see that, and you definitely should, that's on until November the 16th, yes, I think. Yes, 16th. yes, 16th. Yes, so make sure you get out there and uh, you do it. But Alia, it's been such a pleasure to have you. Absolutely phenomenal uh, to see the work that you were doing. And also a big shout out to the Director General of Sharjah Museums, uh, Her Excellency Manal Ataya as well, who is definitely a friend of the show. Um, And uh, yeah, she's incredible. And to have a team that comprises people like you speaks a lot to what is being done, what is happening at Sharjah Art Museum and all of the museums around Sharjah. It is the art hub of the UAE and uh, now we know why. If you visit Sharjah Art Museum, you will see it for yourself. Incredible. Thank you so much, Alia. Thank you so much for having me. It was great. Lots more coming up right here on Life Beats on Pulse95 in the second hour. This is Pulse95. Tune in live every weekday from 10am.